1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, my favorite time of the weekend because I get to spend it with a couple of people who I love, I respect. They do so much good in our community. Who am I talking about? What do you mean, who am I talking about? You, Ray. Ray Lance of USA Wealth. What do you mean, who am I talking about? It's you. Good morning, Phil. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. <laughs> you betcha. Uh, this is Ray Lance, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you Sunday morning on MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday by USA Wealth Group. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, and we invite you to visit. And with me this morning, I'm pleased to say, all dressed in baby blue. Is that the right color? Great Royal color. blue? Is my wife, attorney, Tenny Lance. So good morning, Tenny. Good morning, everyone. Hello. And Tenny runs Lance Law, Inc., along with attorney Mike Coleman. And what is your specialty, Tenny? What do you focus on? We primarily deal in three areas, either estate planning or Medicaid planning or real estate. Um, And so those are the concentrations that we have. Good. And ladies and gentlemen, we're pleased to tell you we have a very special guest with us this morning. He's been on the show uh, several times, usually around this time every year as we celebrate Memorial Day. And I'm talking about Mr. James Cochran. Good morning, Ray. Pleasure pleasure to be here. Also known as Jim. And uh, Jim, I should mention, is my brother. He's my brother, Master Mason, and Phil has a Masonic history also, and brother, Master Mason. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Ray. And most importantly, Jim is also a veteran of the United States Navy. And as you may know from listening to the show in the past, I also served in the United States Marine Corps Reserves. And we have a long history in our family of four generations of serving in the Marine Corps. But, of course, Jim, the Marines are are really nothing more than a branch of the Navy. Isn't that correct? Well, they're the land branch, but they have their own unique uh, uh, aura, if you will. You better believe it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, thank you for being with us. Jim, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Cochran is also the veterans agent for the town of Fairhaven. And uh, you've been there for quite a while, haven't you, Uh, 17 years. 17 years. I didn't realize they'd been that long. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Jim does great service in the area of providing um, information and service to our veterans and to their spouses, uh, their widows, orphans, I suppose, in some cases as well. In some cases, yes. And today we want to talk about Memorial Day. This ought to be considered one of the most important holidays that we celebrate in the United States of America. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't. So today, one of the things we're going to tell you about in the course of our show is some really important things that you can do to give remembrance to Memorial Day other than having a family barbecue in the, in the backyard. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking a little bit about the history of Memorial Day. And, you know, Tenny, we were talking just before the show that a lot of people confuse what Memorial Day is versus Veterans Day. So Veterans Day occurs on November 11th and really celebrates all veterans who have served in any capacity in any branch of the military service. And Memorial Day is really a day that we reserve for those who have made the ultimate sacrifice and have given their lives in the service of the country. 
So it's an even more special day. When you think about Memorial Day, try not to confuse it with Veterans Day. They're both very, very important. But Memorial Day is even more special in some ways, isn't it, Jim? It certainly is. Memorial Day is the day that we we celebrate, we uh, remember the people that have died during the wars, and Fairhaven has given quite a few lives. Mm -hmm. World War I, which celebrates its 100th year, April 25th this year, the beginning of it, when we were involved, uh, we lost uh, 15 of our Fairhaven residents over in France uh, for that war. Mm. And uh, there's a number. Civil War, we lost 31 from Fairhaven. Mm. World War II, there was 52 people from Fairhaven died. That's a large number. It's a very large number. But uh, Fairhaven has always been a historic and a giving type of society. And uh, we have a lot of people that joined the military from from Fairhaven. Mm Mm-hmm. We lost seven in Korea, eight in Vietnam, and so far, uh, hopefully no more, two in the uh, Gulf Wars. Hmm. Well, it's really a pretty amazing sacrifice for a small town, isn't it? It is. It is. Well, um, and by the way, my my grandfather, uh, Charles Lance, also served in the Marine Corps in World War I, and he fought in France in the trenches. Hmm. Um, He survived, fortunately, he came home, but he was wounded and received the Purple Heart. Uh, in France, fighting in France. So let's talk about Memorial Day. First of all, it is a federal holiday. It's uh, observed every year on the last Monday in May, and it actually has its origins going back to the Civil War. At that point, it was called the uh, Decoration Day to remember um, people who served in the Grand Army of the Republic and also um, in the Confederate Army, uh, for that matter. But don't ever confuse Memorial Day with Veterans Day. Um, Memorial Day is a day for remembering men and women who died while serving, while Veterans Day celebrates uh, anyone who served in any branch of the military service for any reason at any time. So um, I guess the first Memorial Day kind of observance took place in the Civil War, uh, supposedly in Charleston, South Carolina, way back in 1865. And it was a day of celebration. Uh, Thousands and thousands of people came out, including freed slaves, uh, known as freemen, uh, union troops, black ministers, white northern missionaries. And they all brought flowers to lay down in the various uh, burial fields. And um, so Charleston, South Carolina, claims to be the first location. Later in 1966, not that long ago, President Lyndon Johnson signed a presidential proclamation which called Waterloo, New York, as the birthplace of Memorial Day. So there's some conflict there. But in any event, um, Memorial Day events traditionally are held uh, in towns and cities and cemeteries. They often end up at cemeteries or at memorials, uh, don't they, Jim? They certainly do. Uh, This year we'll be ending the parade at Riverside Cemetery where there will be a ceremony honoring the uh, the uh, soldiers and sailors that have passed. So the word Decoration Day was changed to Memorial Day way back in 1882, and it is a significant day. One of the things that we often forget, I think, is that those who give the ultimate sacrifice of dying for their country uh, deserve to be remembered. It's why we have our freedoms. And when you look at it, only a very small percentage of our population actually serves in the military in the first place. 
You know, one of the things that I like to do, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is I both uh, walk along the lower end of Cove Road, and now I walked on top of the new walkway and on top of the hurricane barrier, uh, which is wonderful, by the way. Um, there's a memorial down there for Corporal uh, Tiago Reese, uh, served in the military, died in Vietnam. And every single time I'm walking down there, every single time I bicycle down there, I stop and I come to attention and I give a hand salute uh, to this gentleman. Didn't know him, obviously, but um, we do need to remember the people that served. So, Tenny, uh, I'd like to come back to you for a minute. Um, you know, helping veterans protect their rights and their benefits, it's what you do full-time, Jim, but Tenny, you also do work in this area. Um, I know that you're a certified veteran specialist, and what does that mean exactly? Well, um, being a, a certified veteran specialist means that I could represent someone before the VA if there was some action, some appeal of something that needed to be pursued. The interesting thing about being a certified veteran specialist is that I am precluded from assisting the veteran to actually make the application. <laughs> so um, what we do is give people a lot of advice about the kinds of uh, benefits that they may be eligible for. And then I generally say, go to your local veterans agent because they are the people who will be able to help you most. And certainly... Jim is um, very active in this and has been for 17 years now, 17. he tells us, with the town of Fairhaven. Um, I know that you provide wonderful advice and help, and there's a, there's a difference, Jim, between federal benefits and state benefits, right? There's a large difference, yes. Federal benefits take in uh, consideration of the veteran. Uh, state benefits uh, serve the veteran his widow or spouse, and in some cases children if they have been disabled prior to the age of 16. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different program. So but if somebody has served in the military service, and I guess now that can be interpreted to be the um, merchant marine also, isn't that correct? If they file the proper paperwork to have a discharge from the U.S. Coast Guard, yes. Okay. So if you have a military history, you may be entitled to veterans' benefits. Possibly, yes. If you're the spouse of a veteran who uh, has passed away, perhaps, you may also be entitled to benefits. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, we, uh, we, we have a, a number of widows on our rolls now. Probably about 80% of our cases in Fairhaven are widows hmm. who have a low income and are suffering from, uh, for medical uh, reasons. Difficult to pay the medical bills and such, and we, we step in and help them. Mm -hmm. uh, you probably see, uh, since typically it's been more men who've served in the military than women. At one time it was, but you'd be surprised the number of women that we have now that are serving and, and mm -hmm. serving in a very, very important roles, right. uh, combat-related roles, combat support roles. Uh, the world has changed a lot. Yes, it has. And... So the most important message for today, ladies and gentlemen, is that if you have served in the military service, you may be entitled to veterans' benefits. If you're the, uh, the widow or the widower of a veteran who has passed away, you might be entitled to benefits. Uh, Tenny, what is aid and attendance? Uh, I've heard that phrase before. Can you explain that a little bit? Well, the VA is very literal in um, the way it describes things. So the program called 
aid and attendance is just what it says. It provides some financial assistance to those who need assistance with some kind of medical situation. Um, it is a, a program that uh, is generally for those who are poor or uh, relatively poor. It's not for everyone, and you have to be totally disabled or over age 65 to be eligible for this. We're going to give you some specific information about some of the Memorial Day events. And um, our, our most important message today is to do something on Memorial Day. Take a few minutes of your time, an hour or so of your time, to do something to remember those who have died in service of the country uh, to protect your freedoms. Uh, there's somebody named Robin Hayes who once wrote, Memorial Day this year is especially important as we are reminded almost daily of the great sacrifices that the men and women of the armed services make to defend our way of life. And we need to remember that. And um, unfortunately, we often don't. And I want to give you a quotation also from Martin Luther King that I thought was interesting. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. So important words, I'm going to give you some Marine Corps quotations today too, Jim, of course. All right. I mean, <laughs> Memorial Day is an opportunity for me to pull out some of my important quotations about the Marines. So stand by. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tenny, tell me, um, what are some of your experiences when you've seen uh, veterans uh, that you've been able to help and, um, and uh, guide them towards services? I guess one of the first things we should mention is the fact that every city and town in the Commonwealth is required to have a veteran's agent, are they not? Every city or town, unless it's, it's broken up into a... Uh a multiple town area. Okay. You know, like on the Cape, you may have four or five towns in one district. Okay, good. You know? I didn't know that. Yes. And um, that's really a place where folks can go and get information. Where are you located in Fairhaven for Fairhaven residents? We are in the town hall, first floor. If you come in the uh, front door, all the way down to your left, you'll see the veteran sign above our door. Okay. And if somebody wants to call you and get information, um, I've got a phone number for you. Unless you know your own phone number. It's 508-979-4024, extension 114 or 115. Okay, good. And I assume, Jim, that you interact regularly with all the other agents around the area. I know every time I go into Dartmouth Town Hall for a meeting on the second floor, the Roy, yes, uh, veterans agent office is there. Um, I haven't been into New Bedford Town Hall, uh, City Hall lately, but... Well, All New Bedford's folks. not in the city hall anymore. It's in the old school on Hillman Street. Uh -huh. They have a very large office there. They serve a lot of clients. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. So I want to give you one of the original quotations from one of our very original veterans in this country and uh, see if you can tell me who wrote this. I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. Patrick Henry. Nathan Hale. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? Patrick, what's wrong with me? Nathan Hale. Nathan Hale. <laughs> sorry, I should have done it the other way, the other way around. Um, no, I'm just not going to answer anymore. Good, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a quotation about the Marine Corps then. This was written by a guy named Ned Dolan. Freedom is not free, but the U.S. Marine Corps will pay most of your share. I like that one. I like that one. Okay. Ray was so thrilled when the Marine Corps general was named as, uh, what is he, Secretary of Defense, right? 
yes. <laughs> and um, there's a quotation that's probably not readable on the air that he wrote. Uh, let's see. This is Major General James Mattis, and he said this to Iraqi tribal leaders. So I'm going to have you use your imagination. I come in peace. I didn't bring artillery, but I am pleading with you with tears in my eyes. If you um, screw with me, I'll kill you all. <laughs> and you can substitute the appropriate word. So I've always enjoyed that quotation because I thought it starts out so harmlessly. And then he says, basically, don't mess with me or I'll kill you. <laughs> and here he is now, our Secretary of Defense. So it's good. Well, um, let's talk about some of the particular programs. And I want to remind you folks that you're listening to Money Wise by USA Wealth Group, uh, brought to you every Sunday morning. At uh, Money Wise, uh, what we do at USA Wealth Group is we help people make good decisions to protect their family and protect their money. We do a lot of work in the area of retirement planning, how to handle transitioning your 401k over to IRA accounts, how to make sure you can leave as much as possible for your family without losing it to a nursing home, things of that nature. And in that conjunction, we do a lot of work with uh, attorney Tenny Lance, who does the legal side, and we do the financial side. But you can reach us at USA Wealth Group at simply usawealthgroup.com or give us a call at 508-998-8858. Tenny, I want to ask you a question. Um, I'm looking at a little brochure, and can you explain what this is, the title of it and everything else? Well, uh, Lance Law produces certain brochures for the benefit of the public, and they're available by mail or if you come into our office. Um, this is called Your Guide to Veterans Benefits, and it's just a quick summary of uh, primarily the Aid and Attendance Program. That's a federal program under the VA that assists people in... Um, uh, who have medical needs and who need to be reimbursed for heavy expenses for medical needs. Um, one thing I'd like to clarify with Jim, because I'm somewhat confused about it often, um, there is a big difference between the VA aid and attendance and the state benefits that are primarily um, to supplement income. Is that correct? Yes, it's called the Chapter 115 program. It supplements the income of low-income veterans or their widows or spouses. And it also picks up 100% of their medical expenses. And that means paying for insurance premiums, paying co-pays for doctors. The only exception to that rule would be dental, hearing aids, and glasses. They will only pay the state rate, which is roughly 55 to 60% of the total bill. Hmm. You know, so uh, they do very well. They uh, do very well in helping the veterans. Uh, we have right now we're way down. We only have about 82 cases in Fairhaven. Uh, we usually run over 100, but uh, the 82 cases I'm hoping is that we've reached a lot of people, and we have all the people that need the help. You know. Mm. Oh, it's such a wonderful program. Um, is there an income limit that you work with? How does yes, it work? You, yes. If a person comes to us and they're making under $1,800 a month in income, and that includes Social Security, uh, pensions, that type of thing, and they cannot have more than $5,000 in liquid assets. And we're talking about IRAs, savings, um, bonds. Uh, but they could have thing. a house. 
They can have a house and they can have a car. That does not count. Mm -hmm. So if you had liquid assets, Jim, let's say somebody had a lot of money in a bank account, is it possible to put that into something that would give them income, like into an annuity perhaps, and yep. maybe it's no longer an asset at that case? Yes, but the income they receive would, would count as income. So it would still uh, have to be within the income limits? Yes, yes. Well, that's important to note because um, the same thing is true a lot with uh, financial aid for college students. So there are some uh, similar issues there. Uh, a but lot of times if people want to get financial age for a college student, for example, if they've got too much money in the bank, they're not going to be eligible. But what the parents can sometimes do is take some of that money and put it into a retirement asset account, and then that wouldn't be countable. I guess it would be it's, a little different for the veterans. The only thing countable out of that type of an asset would be any monthly draw that they're making. Okay. Uh, and if they do have a, a money in the bank and they are ineligible, one thing I would recommend is uh, buy your, uh, your funeral. Mm -hmm. uh, expenses right absolutely and then that's, that's not counted as an asset then right that's really interesting and, and there's actually a couple ways you could do that then because you could either prepay your funeral and burial expenses at the funeral home and sometimes we'll recommend to people as an alternative you can take money and put it into an, an insurance policy for funeral benefits and that would be the same thing. It's like prepaying, except now you put it into an insurance policy instead. Correct. As long as the money is not, uh, well, as you would say, sitting there Correct. as an asset, you're you're pretty good shape. Hmm. Yeah. My understanding, and I could be uh, wrong about this, Jim, is that at the moment, the state program and the federal program for veterans does not have a penalty for gifting uh, away your assets. Is that correct? Not Totally. Okay. Uh, on the state program, you cannot really just give away your money because we do require a financial history to okay. see if you're hiding. Uh, uh, I hate to say the word hiding money. Right. Yes. Uh, so you, w they have to be very forthcoming with us. Okay. Uh, the best thing to do is see your veterans agent and ask for their advice. Uh, the veterans agents are here to help veteran mm -hmm. and, and the spouses and they're going to help you as much as they can sure i and remember then, in learning some of the uh, national va um, aid and attendance uh, information that there is a proposed three-year look back that i'm hearing about but otherwise for the national program i don't think there is a uh, gifting limit or a transfer i haven't limit. i haven't seen that i haven't run into that issue yeah. as yet no. but it sounds like the important point is that you really need to do some planning. If you want to find out if you're eligible for benefits, first of all, talk to the veteran's agent, like Correct. Jim Cochran mm -hmm. in Fairhaven, or in your own town, your own city. Now, just to be really clear, you really wouldn't handle people from New Bedford or from Dartmouth, for example. You would refer them to the agents there? That's correct. We okay. handle only those who have a legal address in Fairhaven. Okay. It's basically where you lay your head at night is, is where you're going to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then the second step is, besides talking to the veterans agent, talk to Tenney, uh, yep. Attorney Tenney Lance, talk to us at USA Wealth Group, and we might be able to make some recommendations on how you could still retain some of these assets but put them into a different form. Right. And the funeral benefits is, is a good example of that because funeral expenses have to get paid at some point in time, and rather than spend all that money down and then apply for benefits and you no longer have funds for funeral services... Uh, there are ways to do that. That's right. That's right. Um, the the VA program has been um, 
different from the Medicaid program for uh, a number of years, and there are all of these proposals that uh, come across our uh, screen uh, every once in a while because of the concern about transfer of assets and so forth. So unlike if you were planning for long-term care and you had VA benefits and you obtained those by means of gifting to children, for example, you put yourself in jeopardy if you then need to get on a Medicaid program That's for correct. long-term mm-hmm. care. So it's very careful planning that has to occur. So it occur. does require planning and coordination. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Jim Cochran, veterans agent in the town of Fairhaven, and attorney Tenny Lance from Lance Law, Inc. When we come back right after a short break, we're going to talk about what does it mean to have certain periods of war in order to qualify for certain kinds of benefits. And we're also going to talk about some of the events that are taking place that you should consider attending to memorialize Memorial Day. Stay tuned. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. Today we're talking about Memorial Day, and as we explained in the first part of the hour, Memorial Day is different from Veterans Day because Memorial Day remembers men and women who have sacrificed their lives in the service of the country. And it's a very significant day. So there are a lot of things that you can do to uh, celebrate Memorial Day other than just having a barbecue, as we talked about before. Uh, this morning, we're happy to have with us Mr. Jim Corcoran, Cochran excuse me, from uh, Fairhaven, the veterans agent, uh, himself a Navy veteran, and attorney Tenny Lance. Let me give you a few ideas of things that you could do to make Memorial Day more memorable. Not only for yourself, but for your children. I'm concerned that um, as the wars recede uh, in our memory, that the children of the United States are less inclined to really realize what these holidays are all about. Well, for example, you could visit a veteran's home. Now, does this sound like a silly thing to do? No, it's absolutely not. We have a veteran's home uh, right on Purchase Street in New Bedford. I've been there any number of times. Sometimes uh, following church on Sunday, for example, there's excess goodies left over. Um, Instead of just taking them home, we package them up and we'll run them down to the veteran's home. And I've done that with my 10-year-old grandson and have him, had him help me carry them in and deliver them and explain why we are doing that. Uh, these are important things to do. We've done the same thing with clothing sometimes, articles of clothing, winter coats, and drop them off because they can be used by the veterans who are there. Um, is there are there other veterans' homes in the area that you're aware of, uh, Jim or Tenny? There's a new one in Dartmouth. It's right near the old uh, police, uh, state police barracks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah of course. I think there's like nine veterans in yep, there. Yep, right on Route 6. Yes. Correct. Right. In fact, that was under construction for quite a long time. It was. But it looks good. And I believe it's occupied now, hasn't it? It is. I believe there's nine residents. The last count I had, I'm not sure what their capacity is. Mm. <clears throat> you know, we, we've all heard of uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome, and I would be willing to bet that Almost anybody who's ever served in combat, for example, as a veteran has experienced that kind of syndrome uh, in some form or another. But coming back to Memorial Day and and celebrating or remembering those who have made the ultimate sacrifice, certainly visit the local veteran's cemetery. 
uh, go to a parade. We're going to talk about parades in just a moment. Uh, parades are sort of an easy thing to do because, number one, they're fun, they're enjoyable to watch, you can bring the kids. But make sure if you're bringing your children to a parade on Memorial Day that you tell them why you're having the parade, why the parade is there. And give them a little flag that they can wave to celebrate everybody who's passing by. Give them a few lessons in patriotism. Tell them when the main flags come by, you take off your hat, you put your hand over your heart, you stand at attention, you pay respect, you pay respect to the veterans that march by, um, and then attend one of the services. Now, I know, Jim, in Fairhaven, you're having a service. You mentioned you end up at the uh, Riverside Cemetery, I believe. Correct. Now, on Memorial Day, there are at least three parades in the area. If you were really fast, you could probably go to all three parades. You can at least do Fairhaven and New Bedford. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the Fairhaven Parade kicks off at 8.30 a.m. on Monday, May 29th. Yes. And I guess it's where? From Main Street somewhere? It starts down on Ferry Street okay. uh, and travels up to uh, Union and Center Street, then down Main Street. They will proceed all the way to Riverside Cemetery, but on the way, they're going to stop at the high school to raise the flag. There'll be a brief ceremony there. Then the main ceremony will be in Riverside Cemetery. And I think that's at the uh, Civil War Monument? Correct. They have yes, the ceremony? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. That's kind of appropriate because the Civil War is when we first began celebrating. Uh, at that point, it was Decoration Day. Now it's Memorial Day. And you have a cannon salute there, too. We do. Good. We do. I've never been to the Fairhaven Parade. I've been to the Dartmouth Parade and the New Bedford Parade, but I have not been to Fairhaven's. It's, it's, it's quite well done. Uh, we have a committee that works on it uh, constantly. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, after this uh, Memorial Day, they'll start planning the next Memorial Day, getting the various units that will come in March and sure. participate. Yep. It's an important event. It's not just a civic event. It's Memorial Day. And then in Dartmouth on uh, Monday, May 29th at 9.30 a.m., uh, there's a parade uh, also. It used to go across the Paid Narrow Bridge, but that's the causeway is under construction. So it's going to start on Middle Street in front of St. Mary's Church. And then I'm not sure where exactly it goes, but... Probably over Dartmouth Street to Elm and up Elm. Okay, and that starts at 9.30 on uh, Monday morning, May 29th. And then New Bedford's Parade kicks off at 11 o'clock from Buttonwood Park on uh, Monday, May 29th. So take an opportunity to go to one of the parades. Remember why we're there. Remember that we're there to uh, pay uh, tribute and memorialize the veterans who gave their lives for the country. And there's lots of other things you can do. You can have your own flag outside your own house. It's a very important day to have your flag. Um, when is the New Bedford Parade, Ray? That's at 11 o'clock on Monday the 29th, the same day, Monday, May 29th. And that goes from Buttonwood downtown? It starts from Buttonwood down Parker Street to Klasky Park, which is also known as the Common Park. And I think the Korean War Memorial is there, if I recall. Yes, the new one, yes. Yep, a fairly recent one. Um, Monday cool. night, um, the National Memorial Day concert takes place. It's on... PBS and NPR stations. Um, it's always a significant 
show to watch. We watch it almost every year, don't we, Tony? Yes, it's it's just wonderful. Um, the the music is is wonderful, but most important is to watch the people who are sitting in the audience who are being uh, remembered and and uh, thanked for their participation in their service. So there are many many things that you can do to um, remember our war dead on Memorial Day, and it's important to do that. I want to come back and ask a couple of specific questions, uh, Tenny, if I can, and uh, Jim as well. Um, I understand that there's certain dates of which are called periods of war, and for veterans' benefits of some kinds, I guess you have to have served during those one of those periods of war, but you don't necessarily have to have been in combat. That's correct. As long as you served one day in that period and you have six months of service other than training, you would be eligible. Okay. Now, that's for the VA. The uh, veteran services, the state program, is different now because peacetime veterans are now eligible mm-hmm. since uh, 2005. So if you've served, 2004, if you've served your six months with uh, other than training, you are eligible for state benefits. Okay. So the rules are a little bit complicated, yes. and they differ a little bit between state and federal. But the important message to anybody living, uh, listening today who is a veteran or a spouse of a veteran who's passed away, perhaps, you might be entitled to benefits. And they exist for a reason. They exist to recognize the fact that people have served the country and they should be entitled to have certain medical benefits and, and uh, aid in attendance if necessary. Um, these are your rights. These are your benefits. This is nothing unusual. You know, my own brother uh, went out and paid cash for his hearing aids, and he served in combat in Vietnam, in the Army, um, and I chastised him and said, go down to your local veterans agent and find out what benefits you're entitled to. And And my brother, who also served in the Army, got his hearing aids from the VA and is thrilled with them. Yeah, that's where mine came from. I lost (laughs) some of my hearing from all those huge guns in the Navy. Mm, And the VA takes very good care of uh, my my, uh, sight because, um, resulting, I I am a diabetic now, as most Vietnam-era veterans are. Mm. And so they take care of the diabetes, they take care of the eyesight, and they also take care of my hearing Hmm. You know, it's all, it was all service-related. So, yeah. Is your speaking okay? Uh, sometimes. I still have that southern drawl. You know? okay. <laughs> I was just thinking of hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. <laughs> no, I'm not allowed to speak. I'm uh, you know, married, so. Oh. <laughs> you, you must ask permission. Oh, I have to ask permission just to speak. You know? <laughs> it's sort of like being back in the military in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, my wife is also a retired correction officer, and... Uh, as I am, mm-hmm. and I'm a little afraid of her. Uh, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> well, I suggest that we change subjects. <laughs> well, she doesn't listen. She's in church, so she doesn't listen yeah. to the show. So okay. I'm safe. Let me ask you: What is the tie between a Vietnam veteran and diabetes? Well, the big tie is Agent Orange. Sure. Uh, that caused a lot, a lot of problems with a lot of veterans. Okay. And uh, nearly all of them come out with some type of heart disease, diabetes, or certain types of uh, lymphoma and, and that type of thing. And those are probably, if you served in Vietnam, if you had boots on the ground, that would be grounds for a compensation package, which I do yes. a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Ray, your brother served in Vietnam, had a 
couple of really awful experiences there, and you worry about his health. Well, I asked him once, for example, whether he had been exposed to Agent Orange because he spent a large part of his tour there in Saigon. Uh, he was an MP. I mean, he toured outside of Saigon also, and he said, oh, sure, he said we'd see the planes come over and they'd drop the big orange, you know, plumes, and we'd watch the clouds and it would just come, you know, washing over us, and we didn't think anything about it at the time. And now it's known as a deadly carcinogen. It is. So... Um, he has concerns, but he needs to look into benefits. I have to give you a quotation, Jim. Very this, well. <laughs> this is directed at you from uh, Ronald Reagan. Well, uh, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. One of Phil's favorites, no doubt, right. I'm sure. Some people spend an entire lifetime wondering if they made a difference in the world, but the Marines don't have that problem. <laughs> good one. Nice. That was a good one. Nice. Do you have a nice Navy uh, quote? You know, I didn't think about doing Navy quotes, but um, and, and I will look for some Navy quotes for you, Jim. That would be great. I have to give you one more. Uh, this is a word I think we can use on the air. Phil always cringes when I make that kind of a statement. This is from Gunny Sergeant Daniel Dan Daly, USMC, and it was in uh, on the attack in, into uh, Bella Woods in World War One. And he was trying to motivate the Marines to get up out of the trenches and move forward. And he said, come on, you sons of bitches, do you want to live forever? <laughs> <laughs> so that was an actual quotation from Dan Daly. I think he won the Medal of Honor. If he I probably did. I do remember that happening, yeah. yes. Uh. So um, today, um, or tomorrow, this weekend, but certainly tomorrow on Memorial Day, uh, we do want to pay tribute to those who served their country and then died in combat and died as a result of military service. And it's the most important thing that we can do is to remember them. And then, of course, take care of the living veterans who survive and who are still alive and with us or their, or their spouses. Tenny and I recently traveled to um, the Czech Republic and we visited the city of Prague. And on May 8th, um, 1945 was the end of World War II, and that's a very well-celebrated national holiday, at least in the Czech Republic and I'm sure other European nations as well, because they remember very vividly the end of World War II and being liberated either by the Americans and the Allies or, or the Russians. Of course, the Russians were our allies at that time. Um, so it's a day that they remember and pay tribute. Well, it, it is an interesting day for the Czech people, um, in my mind, because they were liberated by the Russians. And, of course, the communist situation there was so difficult for them all the way up until 1989. So uh, despite that uh, occupation, effectively, by the Russians, they still celebrate May 8th. It's a national holiday. So World War II was critical to them. Yeah, and Teddy and I also did something interesting on this uh, recent trip. We visited a Nazi concentration camp about 25 miles outside of Prague, and it was called, uh, it's called Turizin, T-U-R-E-Z-I-N, I believe it's spelled. Or they pronounce it Terezin. And uh, it was fascinating. So we haven't really experienced that kind of a thing in this country. You know, we really since the Civil War haven't had major conflicts in our own borders, we tend to take things for granted. But 
Don't ever take anything for granted about the freedoms that we enjoy because of the veterans who sacrifice their lives. And, and teach all of that to your children. It's so important that they remember and recognize how very lucky they are to have been born in this country. Well, what they did at, at Turzin, or Turzine as you pronounced it, Tenny, is it was a roundup location, and uh, it was fascinating. We took a lot of photographs there, too, that we're going to share in the office. And um, it was predominantly for rounding up uh, Jews, because Prague was a very large pop had a very large population of Jewish people, and it was a concentration camp in the sense that it was meant to be a location to simply put them all in one spot. But they were living in absolutely horrific conditions. There was something like nine thousand people living in this area before. It used to be a military base and a military holding place, a military prison almost. And they had 9,000 people. And how many people did they end up putting there, the Jewish population? Well, the Nazis caused all the 9,000 residents to go elsewhere. So they lost their livelihood also. But then they occupied this small town with about 60,000 people. So uh, they separated uh, men from women, boys from girls, children from parents. They all lived in these barracks, and they were they were sleeping Almost without heat in the winter, they, uh, they had no three heat. high on, on wooden the floor, bunks. On concrete floors, on wooden bunks. Um, sanitary facilities were minor, and thousands and thousands of people died. As one quick example, they had uh, 15,000 children had been brought to Terezin. 360 survived. So really a sobering, sobering place to visit. And as we celebrate and remember Memorial Day and uh, honor our veterans who gave the ultimate sacrifice, um, remember the freedoms that we enjoy in this country and that we didn't have to experience those things, that, those atrocities that experienced in other places. They did not, by the way, uh, conduct experiments supposedly on people in Turizin, nor did they exterminate people in Turizin. They simply died of inhumane conditions and exposure and starvation and then they used that as a location to ship people off to Auschwitz which wasn't too far away. But the Nazis were very proud of the crematorium they had at Terezin because they could process something like eight bodies every 20 minutes. They, they couldn't, um, they didn't have enough place to bury all the bodies of the people that died so they built a crematorium there so that they could uh, cremate the, uh, the bodies and then they meticulously stored all the ashes in boxes, and they kept records, and they labeled everything because they were very efficient about how they tracked everything. And then they were due for a visit from the International Red Cross. So they worked for a number of days before the Red Cross came, and they took the ashes to a particular bridge in the camp, and they just dumped them all into the, into the river to dispose of them so the evidence wouldn't be there. So enjoy your freedoms that we uh, have in this country, ladies and gentlemen, and um, do something to remember those who have given so much to us, the ultimate sacrifice. Jim, if somebody wants to reach you, um, for example, give us your phone number once again. If somebody is in Fairhaven and is interested in knowing more about veterans' benefits, uh, how do they reach you? 508-979-4024 extension 114 or 115. 
If I do not pick up immediately, please leave a message because I'm in and out a lot. Uh, like this morning, I was in the cemetery from 6.30 on finishing up some work for Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I don't get back to the office until 9 or 9.30. But Jane, uh, the, the admin assistant, Jane Betancourt, will be there okay. during the morning. All right. uh, there's one thing I wanted to add before I forgot on the Fairhaven Parade. I'm ordering sunny, warm weather. But just in case <laughs> there is some inclement weather, we will be opening the town hall for the festivities or for the ceremonies at about 8.30. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yep. We'll have them inside. Well, we'll, we'll but we are ordering the sunny, warm day, not like last year. Well, we <laughs> hope that somebody is listening, Jim. Right. So, Tenny... Um, I don't know if you know anything about it. There's a program that I know a little bit about called CHAMP VA, and I think that's for, is that for um, family members for medical benefits, I believe, or something of that nature? I believe it is. I don't know anything about it, unfortunately. It seems to me that your mother uh, married, having been married to your father, who was a Marine veteran, was on a CHAMP program for medical benefits at one point. I think this is a program, if I'm not mistaken, that allows somebody to go to um, regular medical facilities or, or without going to a veteran's location. No, Champ Champ VA is an insurance carrier, uh, basically, okay. and it, it's for retired military and their families, that type of thing. What what you're referring to is the new VA rule that they're pushing through now, to where if you wish to go to a private doctor you can get permission mm -hmm. through the VA if you live X number of miles away from a, the nearest VA uh, facility but I understand that the newer administration that we have now is trying to make that a steady thing to where you can go to your your private doctor and the VA will uh, comp recom uh, compensate for it okay I have some other things I want to mention sort of quickly but just to let our listeners know that there are so many different programs and benefits that you might be entitled to that you really owe it to yourself as well as to your family to investigate them and to visit a veterans agent or to go to see Tenny and she can point you in the right direction as well. Uh, there's something called the Commonwealth uh, Veterans Annuity, for example. There's bonuses that sometimes people are entitled to. Uh, there's information we have on if you want to make cash donations uh, to veterans' charities, other ways that you can do that. And so there's just a lot of good information that's out there. And do you ever give information, uh, Jim, to people who are interested in getting a VA loan to buy a house? Actually, I do not uh, work that much with the VA loans. I recommend they go to their lending institution mm -hmm. because there's a VA loan officer that they can see there. And they have all the latest information. Okay. Uh, the best thing I can do is to expedite the paperwork to give the loan. And, that, and what I recommend is, is they go to Providence, to the VA, apply there. And they won't have that six, eight-week uh, waiting period. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. That's, that's a really good tip, good piece of yeah. advice. Um, I just met with somebody a couple of days ago, and the gentleman's a veteran. Uh, he's only a year older than I am, and um, he unfortunately has cancer. Hmm. Um, and um, they're currently paying six and a quarter percent on their home mortgage. I told them the rate's too high and you should look into refinancing. It's with a local credit union. I told them I will contact the credit union and I will inquire into both conventional and VA for him at the same time. But your idea about going to Providence directly and start the process there is 
is you, really you will have your certificate one. very quickly, probably wow. that day or the next day. And uh, if you do it through the mail or do it any other way, you're going to be waiting weeks and weeks. And wow. Uh, yeah. um, there is something that I ask people whether they know where they where it is. It's called the DD two fourteen. That's the discharge, discharge paper or the separation paper. Very important to safeguard that. I recommend that any veteran that has their DD two fourteen at home get a good copy to their veterans agent to put on file in the town hall. I have thousands of them that good I've collected advice. over the last 17 years. Good. You would be surprised when a, a, a funeral home will call and say, you know, we cannot find any paperwork on this fellow, and sure. I have it. Also, yeah. bring your DD-214 to uh, the AAA office in Fairhaven when you go to renew your driver's license. You can Correct. renew your dr license there. If you bring in your DD-214, they will put right in your driver's license that you are a veteran. You can now take that driver's license, and you can go to Lowe's and get discounts and things of that nature. So I'd like to thank uh, Jim Cochran, the veterans agent for the town of Fairhaven, so much for being here. Jim is a veteran you're, you're himself. You're quite welcome. It's always a pleasure and to be here. working so hard on the, the things that you do in Fairhaven and on the Fairhaven Parade. Tenny, I'd like to thank you for everything that you do, and Attorney Tenny Lance for being with us today. Um, remind everybody that we've got tons of information if you would like Tenny has a brochure called Aid in Attendance, Special Care Pensions for Wartime Veterans. Uh, she has a brochure on veterans' benefits and just lots and lots of good information. If you have served, you may be entitled to benefits. Most importantly, I want to thank you all for listening. Do something to remember those veterans who have given the ultimate sacrifice in our country uh, by giving their life for their country. Do something on Veterans Day to remember this very special day. I'm sorry, I keep saying Veterans. Memorial Day, Tenny is reminding me. Um, it is Memorial Day. Uh, do something to remember. Watch the concert at night. And most importantly, thank you for listening and thank you for being good neighbors. Mm -hmm.